Welcome, brothers and sisters of Local 804 and our brothers and sisters listening across the country. Um, today is September 10th, and we celebrated here in New York City Labor Day. It was a huge event with plenty of unions. It was really nice to see. Celebrated here in New York City Labor Day. It was a... That always happens. <laughs> because the computer says you like listening to yourself. So again. Oh, well, let's do it one more time. Yeah, do it one more time. <laughs> so, you know, uh, everybody knows this holiday was rooted uh, sometime around the late 19th century, uh, became an, an official holiday in 1894. Um, and it's to celebrate the achievements of American workers that traditionally observed, that, you know, traditionally fought union activists and, um, you know, uh, basically just it's about workers right it's about workers the activity the un the unionization the the possible what workers can do coming together we celebrate on labor day uh, i want to introduce matt cavagrati okay how do i say cavagrati is that correct matt yes second you got it second time the second time cavagrati <laughs> you're lucky he wasn't uh, me <laughs> <laughs> and matt you let everybody know where you're from yeah um i'm from knoxville tennessee all right, Matt's out of Knoxville, Tennessee, local 519. 519. Uh, he's coming on our show today. We wanted to talk a little bit about Article 40, um, and Matt's been doing a lot of work based on that and talking about ways to change the article. We all know that article is completely foobar, and there's got to be new language around it. Greg, shaking his head, he agrees. He knows it. On his contract page, it's been talking about constantly. Um, it's a really tough article. It's really got to be worked on. As always, we got Dean Dawes from uh, California. What's up, Dean? Not much. It's gonna be a okay. it's gonna be a short interview with uh, Article Forty because all he had to say the article sucks. <laughs> well, we want to talk about ways to change it. Also, Jamie Holligan is there. He was at the Labor Day parade. I don't see you, Jamie. What the hell? He don't like. Hey, I'm, move, I'm moving around. That's why. What's oh, up, oh, everybody? Okay. All right. Let me make sure you bring Pretty me some sure of that. He's got some weird camera angle and his couch. And he's just yeah. hanging back. Well, he <laughs> likes to put his shoulder behind the head and kind of look this way. And never shows the legs. Why don't we ever see the legs? I'm just kidding. Greg at a local 25 in Boston, one of our favorites also here on the show. What's going on, Mr. Kerwood? What's up, guys? Glad, glad to have you. Always have fun with everybody here on board. And, of course, the Big Bad Wolf out of Brush Avenue, our producer, the Union Power Radio guy, the guru, Hector Fortis. Stop it. Stop it. But, but Greg is one of your favorites. Now, wait, wait a second. You said out of Brush Avenue, Foster Avenue. Um, I I don't think either one of those won the tournament, though, right? Who won the tournament? No. No, that one oh, down Dane the gauntlet right off the bat. Melville? Melville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had our softball tournament, and as everybody knows, the champions this year were the Melville building out of Suffolk County, Long Island. Long time waiting for uh, Lou Barbone, the business agent, the building that he comes out of. He played, he pitched, he smacked some bombs. Congratulations. <laughs> And your team. No lose from us. That's all, Hector. Shout out to you, Lou. You finally won the tournament. You know, uh, listen, Lou's been 
takes that game seriously. Lou does not play around. He puts that whole thing together with the help of everybody else. Uh, and it's very, I see what he goes through over the months that it's leading up to it. And, you know, I don't wish it on anybody, but Lou can handle it. Lou's a good guy. Uh, great softball tournament, great picnic. We had uh, bounty houses. The kids were out there enjoying themselves. We had great food. They had kebabs, uh, pork, chicken kebabs, burgers. It was a great time. Salads. Everybody had a good time. Families went and picnicked out there while the, the, the you know, the other teams were playing. It was a really good time, a really good time. Uh, great softball tournament. I'm sure there's a couple other that have been going on in other locals that look like they've been having a really good time also. It brings out the camaraderie. It's what it's about, you know, once or twice a year to get together, have a really good time with your, with your brothers and sisters and just, you know, not do work, just kind of go out and just straight up, you know, blow off some steam, have some fun, have a couple of drinks. And it's really good. Everybody gets to talk, play cards, dominoes. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, so let's work a little bit now that Matt's with us. Let's talk a little bit about Article 40. Matt, why don't you talk a little well, I mean, we've, we all know 40 has issues. Um, tell us why you're doing what you're doing. We know there's like a, a committee being started. Uh, Rosie Zdernsky's talked a little bit about it. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, man. There are so many different places that I can start. Um the first is a little indirectly related, man, is I was I was just looking through y'all's locals website, just to kind of refamiliarize myself again. And then, uh, you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned my last name um, uh, a minute or two ago. And then uh, it just reminded me scrolling through there, seeing all those Italian ass last names, man. Uh, I was like, these are these are my people. <laughs> all, all of my uh, bunch of paisans, the paisans. Yeah, exactly. All, <laughs> All of my all of my folks settled upstate in uh, in Rochester, but yeah, it just it brought it back home. It brought it back home for me, man. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me on. My name is Matt. Uh, I am a steward at the Tyson McGee Airport uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, I started this project a few months ago. And uh, the reason that I started it is pretty simple: is because uh, everybody knows Article Forty sucks. Like Hector said, uh, it gets brought up every contract uh, and yet nothing ever seems to get done about it. And so I guess I figured that, you know, if anybody was going to do anything about it, uh, then then they would have already and that I was just going to have to do it myself. There's there's nothing that uniquely qualifies me to do any of this stuff. I'm really I'm not anybody special. Like, you know, I've only even actually been with UPS for a few years. I'm just, you know, uh, what qualifies me is that I'm here. I'm engaged and I'm willing to put in the work. And, uh, you know, I hope anybody who's listening kind of takes that to heart as far as stuff that they want to get done, because, you know, uh, you don't got to wait for people's permission, man. You, you know, this is a member led initiative and that's, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Uh, that's a great way to, to, to enter into this. Um, it's 100%. It doesn't matter how long you've been here. What matters is you are a union member and you care. And a lot of times you deal with members who are very selfish and could care less about what's happening around them. They just worry about what's affecting them. No, it's not about what's affecting you in general. It's about what's affecting all of us as a whole. That's what being a union is about. It's about caring about everyone that you work with 
and how everybody is affected from the part-timers to the full-timers, it really doesn't make a difference. We're all in it to make the workplace better for all of us, you know? So I'm glad that uh, that a guy with as much time as you have is already paying attention and being interested. Hector knows it took me quite a few years to actually wake up and get involved because he likes to remind me all the time. Can I but, say it again? Uh, no, no, you didn't have to. <laughs> but, say it again, you know, say it again. Yeah, yeah so you've been 27 year teamster. <laughs> And been a, a union activist for three years or four years. I'm sorry. You just hit yeah. four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Um, hey, man, it's so, all good. He's just a little bit of a white rumor. That's yeah. It's, it's been longer than yeah, that. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's, he's acting like he's been doing he's been it for. He's been a supermodel for longer than that. Oh, yeah, right? That was my original, uh, you know, that was the original plan. Um, no, but you know, like it's when he great. had the Fabio hair, don't worry, right. he's gonna look like us in a few more years. So, hey, listen, you there's see, a hair club. Do you there's see a hair club? Do you see that hairline is going back and back every show? It's an inch every show, it goes back. You're gonna have to do a lot more shows if he's gonna catch up to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one insult? Go uh, do that show with the Superman haircut dude or something, Greg? Uh, yeah, that was what <laughs> Superman haircut. I think they were talking that about David, David Allen. Allen. That, yeah, they were busting. But we got you. You just took out way out of the subject. I mean, uh, Matt was explaining the Article 40. Uh, Matt, I know that a lot of people out there in, in the Teamster world, in the in, in our company, what we do. Uh, that Article 40 is such a fucking piece of shit. And, and a lot, a lot of people talking about it. I mean, in Greg's uh, uh, website or whatever, uh, Facebook page, they talking a lot about Article 40. So you got to enlighten us. What you saw in that Article 40 that made you go into that direction of uh, trying to fight this uh, Article 40? Yeah, sure, man. You know, I guess I'll just tell you the story like as it unfolded. Like, you know, I've got a pending grievance going to the national air committee next month uh to establish the three-hour guarantee out here in my building and originally that's what it just started out as is is like you know i had a bone to pick you know like how is it that we have members out there at facilities that have no guarantee and so i just wanted to get that for everybody but then i sat down and i looked at the rest of the article i don't know that i paid much attention to like the air driver stuff just because you know like that's not me most of them work out of centers and uh, then I started taking a hard look and it was at the same time that like uh, 22 fours were, were dis, you know, because, you know, we all know what 22 fours were, were created to do. They were supposed to help inside and also uh, to, to help uh, relieve overtime uh, for the drivers. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, of course, as UPS will do, they just saw the cheaper driver and they said, hey, uh, we're just going to keep these guys on the road all the time. Can I just um, speak on that right there yeah. on that 22-4 inside and outside? I get a lot of grievance paid because when the supervisors write down deny of agreements of supervisors working inside, I always put down, did you, did you use all exhaust? You know, did you use everything? So, so means. Did you right, use all so means. means. And they say yes, and they're not using all so means because all so means is meaning using a 22-4 to cover for that supervisor working. And I get those grievances paid. So that, that, yeah. that language, if, you know, they're not using it, but they are fucking up on it. Yeah, agreed. Same thing. Uh, exhaust all means they have to. Twenty two three should be coming in to help if you if you have a supervisor. Twenty two fours, not twenty two three. Twenty two fours. I did the twenty two fours and the twenty two threes because they were not having the twenty two threes that we have that are combo helper come back to the building come back and help to the out. Building. So I put the twenty two four and the twenty two three on the right, grievance. Right, 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 right. 
you know, listen, whatever works to get those kids paid their grievances because the supervisor shouldn't be working if they are. But go ahead, Matt, continue. Sorry. Yeah, sure. And and so I was I was about to say, since they've been keeping them on the road as much as possible, like at the same time that I was really starting to take a hard look at all this stuff was the same time that the company was making moves to like um, uh, turn the, the, the commit times on like all of those like delivery drop boxes back and then um, make a move to essentially uh, like get all that work to uh, 22 fours and to eliminate as many PM, um, air driving positions as possible. And I'm, and I'm not here. I understand why air drivers were created. They were created to handle the more or less the excess or the overflow of, of the air that like, uh, 22 fours and RPCDs can't, uh, can't handle, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not trying to contest that. I guess what I'm trying to draw attention to is at the same time that like, a lot of these folks were getting squeezed. And then I was taking a look at, you know, the other ways in which air drivers are just like so much different in like their rights and, and benefits from like the rest of drivers. It's just like, it was such a glaring hole. And then, you know, all these air drivers are, uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man, they're spooked because you know, they, when they saw what happened to the, like the PM air drivers, then everybody on the AM side is like, if anything more happens, we know who's next. And so I was like, all right, this has just got to be a whole Article 40 thing. The whole thing, you know, like you said, it's it's. I don't I don't know if it's messed up beyond uh, repair, but it's certainly going to take a whole lot of heavy lifting to get it back to where it needs to be. And so uh, I took a I took a look at. Um, and tried to identify all of the sections of Article 40 uh, that the language was not up to par with uh, with other related sections of the contract. Uh, and, and those were my go to's. And I did that at the same time that I was like, well, uh, you know, I don't think it's just enough to have, you know, like uh, try and convince a couple people to submit proposals because for so long, uh, you know, People have just when it comes to like Article 40 and negotiations and stuff like under the Hoffa regime, like they just rolled up in there and then they signed off and then they like went to go play golf. And so, like, I, I, I think that a lot of air workers are tell you they're used to just not being paid attention to. And a lot of them have just lost faith. And that's part of what I'm trying to do, too, is to kind of restore faith in people who work at air operations that uh, you can have a voice. Uh, we're just going to have to take some extra work to get together and unite and get on the same page. And so I wanted to make a statement and I started putting together a, a network about, about six weeks ago. Uh, and it has grown tremendously in that time. Uh, we are now in like 22 or 23 states uh, in like 50 something cities. And uh, we're just trying to bring everybody together <laughs> to, make an, to make a statement with one voice. We're all going to submit the, uh, the same group of contract proposals from as many areas as possible to try and make a statement to the international that we're here, we're engaged, we know what we want, this is it, and we want to be heard. Wow. Well done, Matt. Jeez. It's a lot of heavy lifting you've been doing there on your own. Are, are you getting any calls from the IBT about the Article Forty? Because I, I mean, in the past yeah, couple yeah. of uh, uh, past couple of uh, contracts, they never really, you know, they talked about Article Forty being such a bad article, but nothing was ever done about it. So, I mean, now that 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 we have Sean O'Brien in office. And he means business, and you can see it out there. I mean, uh, UPS is, and I'm going to say the fucking name. They're getting ready. They're getting ready because they know that Sean O'Brien is not messing around, and he's not a Hoffa guy. So he's going to, 
well, he was a Hoffa guy, but now he's his own guy. But now he's he's not taking <laughs> he's not taking shit from this company, and he's telling them straight up, listen, you gotta you gotta treat the 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 Teamsters and the members real good, or we're gonna go on strike, and it's definitely gonna happen. And it's all over the news now because all all the big companies are now uh, 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 chiming into this thing because now the investors are are saying, what are you guys gonna do now? Uh, that you know we're possibly going going on strike, and you know, and it's hitting the 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 front, you know, the members. The members under, got to understand now that you know we've been putting this thing out there for a couple of months now that you need to save up in case of a strike. Uh, the credit union in each local, I don't know, in our local, we have a credit union that you can put fifty dollars a day, uh, fifty dollars a week. I'm sorry. Uh, and you know, at the end, if we don't strike, you just have money saved up. But if we do strike, you have money in case something happens, you know, in case you got to buy food or whatever the case may be. So you got to be prepared for this. And, you know, Sean O'Brien is not, is not, I, I'm telling you right now, you know, it's not going to be a half a negotiation. It's going to be a, a, you know, it's Sean O'Brien is, is, is dead ass. You do what you got to do for the members or we're striking. And, and it's going to be worldwide. And that shit is crazy. So uh, there's Article 40. And there's a lot of articles that they that he wants to. And Sean wants the, the 22-4 language to be gone. I don't know if he's going to get it gone, but I know he's going to get it fixed. Because right now, that uh, that 22-4, I can't stand that 22-4 language. It's stupid. It's $6 less than a regular driver to do the same job. Uh, they said that it was supposed to, to relieve the overtime. There's no overtime relief at all. Everything is being done the same way with just a guy making $6 less. And this is what the company wanted. They wanted to make a same driver that busts his ass every day, eight hours a day, do the same job, and just let's pay him $6 less. Because they're not using him, the 22-4s, like they should be using him, like Matt said. They're not using them inside, outside. They're using them on eight hours or 10 hours, 12 Just hours driving. as a driver. And, and but they're not using any position like the way they're supposed to, including <laughs> the 22 <laughs> or the combo, combo people. Hey, they Matt, the damn truth. Yeah. did you by any chance start any of these Article 4 Facebook pages? Because I noticed now that I'm looking, there's a few of them. Um, well, there's, there's, a, there's a Facebook group, and that, that was started immediately after um, I went on and I, and I had a good talk with Richard Hooker at okay. a 620, 623 in Philly. And he's like, hey, man, you got a group? I was like, you know, wouldn't be a bad idea. So we started that up, and it's, it's, it's called uh, UPS Article 40 Air Workers. I see that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. that, I that, is, that is me, and, you know, like, that's just for everybody air, man. And, you know, you don't have to be air. If you're just interested and you want to check out what's going on with us, you know, um, then, then, then pop on in, you know. We're, we're glad to have you. That, uh, art that Article 40 has always been a problem for me when it, when it came to air drivers and, and air in the morning. Like, in the article, it simply says that a air driver, uh, a regular driver, has purse preference to do early AMs versus the air drivers. The air drivers only use after. I mean, I don't know how, what they do in your local, but over here, you know, the the company sees that language differently. They feel like the air drivers are air drivers, so he should be doing the early AMs. And our kind, and in, in, in the Article Forty, it simply says that. You got to exhaust all regular drivers before you can use an air driver to do early AMs. Is that the problem over there in your local? 
it's different in different places i've found just by talking with with so many different people and, and, and you know that's that's a kind of a contentious issue between like air drivers and uh you know um you know ground ground or regular package car drivers is as well and, and you know um and that's that's a bit of a tricky subject because like um i know the air drivers want all that volume but then again like you know um i'm not here to say you know um that 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 uh that regular package car drivers aren't entitled to that because if you read the language of the article you know it does make clear just like you said uh that uh, that they need to, uh, to to exhaust all options, and that air drivers are more or less just there for overflow, um, and and so like I don't know that I'm I'm looking to necessarily wade into that specifically uh, a, as I am to like draw attention that all of this stuff is interconnected, and you know you 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 spoke a bit about like twenty two fours and and you know we sh we should have never let a two tier system happen that's that's for sure um but I, I just wanted to draw attention to here real quick that uh you know that's been a stain on our contract for like four or five years now article article 40 has been a stain on our contract for 35 years that is a long time for people to to be mistreated and so my goal here is not to play the the who's most oppressed game but rather to say that like we have to see each other and one another's struggles because like uh if if you try like like say you're like writing like a piece of like legislation or something or like you're doing something in law and and you try and write something that only affects like the specific group that you're trying to affect in it uh and not affect anybody else it's like impossible you know like we live in like a super inter interconnected society and so it is with like you know, UPS too is like you touch one part of this contract, it's going to affect another. And so, like, we all need to be uh, in in making a stronger effort, I think, to uh, to better understand where one another are coming from. And that's a big part of the motivation of me sort of going on a bit of this, like, you know, media tour that 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 I, I seem to be on here in in the last few weeks is is that you know, like tomorrow I'm going to go on Dean's show. I'm going to go on the information show, and like, do Talk I about. expect? Yeah, uh, what do you know? Who do I expect to hear when uh, hear that when I go on there? It's probably not going to be other air people. Dean mostly deals with Fedra stuff, and so like I look forward to going on there and learning about a bunch of Fedra stuff, you know. Yeah, and like yeah. that's that's got to be what it, what this is about. Yeah, it's all about the process of sharing information, and that's what we do. And I want to give a big shout out also to Blake View and Ruben Bastillo who are gonna be starting a show called The Solidarity Hour. Big shout out to those two guys. Good luck with your show. Um, I love those two guys. They're good, uh, hardworking teamsters. They really care about what's going on. And I look forward to watching them. Greg, uh, by any chance, you've had nothing but Article 40 issues on your page. What, and I know you probably read every single one of them knowing you, cause it's like homework for you. Um, what what, what do you think do? is, what do you think it's <laughs> what do you think is the biggest issue that... i have no life is what hector's trying no to say. what i'm trying You're to say it. i'd rather you read everything on facebook than sing <laughs> <laughs> we're still gonna do a duet you're not alone just, there <laughs> uh, so yeah what have you heard i mean reading your page what is the biggest problem most people have with articles boy that's a tough uh 
I would say every person under Article 40 has an issue with some part of it, but I, I, I think, um, and Matt and I have talked about this, that the overriding issue with Article 40 is that everyone who falls under that article is a second-class citizen at UPS. That there, there's nothing but loopholes. There's nothing but you do this, but you get paid less. You, yeah. you don't have the guarantee, like Matt said, that you know you don't get paid time and a half on Saturdays and holidays. And, and there's just, it's endless. It's one big loophole. As somebody described it before, it's just a whole pile of loopholes that were given to the company to launch their air business. And I think we can satisfactorily say after 35 years, it's been launched. It's time and for an overhaul. To, to bring everybody up to speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and if you don't mind, me, that, 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 that sums it up. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, and, and, you know, to, to piggyback off Greg a little bit, um, you know, we could just start at the beginning, man. It's, it's the preamble, too. Like, there is not a single air worker that, like, that doesn't affect whether you're a driver or you're on the ramp or in the sort. Like, what most people don't understand about Article 40 is, like, it stands alone. There's nothing that can be done about it on, like, the regional or, like, the local level. It, it supersedes all supplements, riders, and addenda. And so whatever is in Article 40, you're just stuck, and there's nothing to be done. Yeah. So no, if you had to change Article 40, what would you change? Can we, can the, we read it? Just yeah. just. Just it's not that long, the preamble, okay. but Matt's yeah. absolutely right. It Go summarizes the, the whole thing. In order for the employer, the union, and the employees to further benefit from the expanding air operations, again, this is 35 years ago, the following sections shall supersede language on the same subjects in the supplements, riders, and addenda, unless specifically stated otherwise in this article. Meaning that if you're under Article 40, there's not a goddamn thing anybody anywhere else can do about it because that supersedes every, everything in that article, every concession, every lower thing, every whatever it is, supersedes any language that you have in your supplement. So if your supplement says everybody gets a three and a half hour guarantee, doesn't matter. You're under Article 40. And, and that to me, and I think Matt would agree, is the biggest frustration with all of it is that you literally have to tell members, I'm sorry, but you're a second class citizen who falls under this language and there's nothing we can do no matter how good our supplement is that's right we can do about it let's talk about the reason why it even is that way though because you know you said it's, it's 35 years and like the language makes pretty clear like in order for employees to benefit from the expanding operations ubs is the number one logistics company in the world it's like this was written in 1987 now i i could understand i don't agree but i could understand why you would write it that way in 1987 because it's in a, in a moment in which like a lot of other logistics companies they're they're trying to build up like their express delivery services like that's a new thing then right and so ups yeah you got to stay competitive you got to be flexible and stuff but good god after 35 years you mean to tell me that like oh well we still need to, to remain super flexible on all of this and treat all these people as an exception because 35 years in and we're still not secure in our in our position with air come on man you know get real I love it. I love this guy, Matt. You're, you hit it right on the head. It's 35 fucking years. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, come on. There has to be something that they could allow for people in their own locals to change a right or a supplement to have some language there that you can actually 
take some ownership of Article 40 and change it up a bit. But the way it's written, you can't. You can't touch it. It's it like you said, Greg, it supersedes everything. That's bullshit. 35 years of it just superseding everything, we got to change that shit. It's just ridiculous. And, and just the, the, the negligence, you know, the neglect that has been paid to it in that time, like what apps, one of the, the things, and, and there's no shortage of examples, but one of the ones that really jumped out at me is, all right, I'm going to have you guys take a guess. How much do you think starting air driver pay has come up between the time that the article was written and now? Take a guess. I'm gonna lowball it. Five, five yeah. bucks. I'm with Dean. I'm gonna agree with maybe, Dean. Maybe five, five bucks. bucks. That's five it. Dollars and fifty fucking cents in oh thirty-five God. years. That is criminal. That is criminal. That is just ridiculous. And so you know, like, what motivated me? Um, really no, no, no. Just, just to clarify on that, um, the reason why that's ridiculous is because in that same time frame, full timers' pay has increased by about twenty-six dollars an hour so yeah rough, rough, roughly ballpark let's call it you know minimum 25 dollars. so they've outpaced it by 20 dollars compared to the air drivers and, and that's my whole point is that i don't understand how in a union some members could have so much while others have so little and that and goes back to how the part-timers are being treated as well you're absolutely right between the Article 40 and how those uh, particular people under that are affected, and the way that a lot of our part-timers are, are, are being affected as well. It's just, it's time for a huge change. And that's why I'm glad that um, one of the major things in the contract was bringing up that part-timer rate. It's just ridiculous. Um, nobody should be paid that low to do that kind of work. Uh, and I get that they have pensions. And you know, one of the things that, that you say uh, that really, pisses me off is during this whole 23 23 contract campaign now we have the company right they're coming with their propaganda how much our drivers make right okay so a driver makes close to 100k right or a little more depending on overtime which is good money yeah sure do you know how much that driver has to work and bust his ass to get that furthermore and time away from his family but let's let's delve into i hear them talking about that but you're not talking about our the air driver operation you're not talking about the part-time operation why are you focused on the driver ups is a huge operation and if they're going to come with propaganda to make us look bad for wanting to strike because our drivers make such amount of money i think you should take a little look for the people out there that don't know a, a little closer look at the whole operation and how other people are you know mistreated or are not being paid properly i think it's important for people to know that because if they're going to go out there and come with this propaganda oh the drivers make so much money yeah okay listen uh miss uh tomei or whatever you want to call yourself uh sarah jesse Raphael. how much did she make yeah right what was it a 26 percent increase 24 percent what am i am i mistaken? She's, she's making in the millions She's those, making what, stock options, 20, dude, 27 like, 20, like 27 million in stock options, man. Now, you, you know, you mentioned the part. Let's talk about the part timers for a minute, because this is all bound up in, in what I've been doing. So, like, I didn't tell people about this at first, because this is like a kind of like a secret part of my plan. Like, I, I took a look at what was going on and I was like, all right, you know, really what needs to happen is, you know, I don't buy this whole argument that you can't organize part timers. It's just going to be harder. And so I, I was looking at that and I was like, 
but that's a massive undertaking. I don't have the resources to do that myself, but I am pretty confident that I can unite the air workers. And so like the secret part of my plan in that is that I wanted to roll this thing out and I wanted like the ground part-timers to see what I was doing and to, to feel prompted or somehow inspired to be like, hey, this guy's doing it over here in air. You know, that's cool. Uh, why can't we emulate something like that with ground? And uh, to, to um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very encouraged that that part of my plan has actually come to bear because I'm now, I'm now having like ground part-timers reach out to me to ask me how I do, how I did what I've done. And I just want to say that the plan is now it has become clear to me in the course of this campaign that, yes, we're going to see it through. And yes, we're going to have our proposal submitted from as many cities and in as many states as possible to make a statement for air workers. But it became clear to me in the course of this uh, of, of this campaign that that perhaps the the. Uh, the best thing that I could possibly do in the grander scheme of things is is just to get part-timers involved and get them to vote. And so I wanted to let you guys know that I'm already speaking with people uh, now. There, there's already movement towards putting together a national part-time movement. And yes. if you and what we need is we need people who are already organizing part-timers in their area. Please come to me. Let's get this thing together. It's time to start getting this thing rolling because, and, and also, you know, like for, for the drivers and the feeders and everyone who, who makes money, uh, let us be your shield, man. Like that's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what you're talking about. They want to draw attention to the fact that you guys make uh, uh, the big bucks. Let us be your shield. Oh, you yeah. Know? But oh, yeah. put us up front and, that's and right. you know, we, we will gladly draw attention to the fact, you know, that, that, <laughs> You know we're we're breaking our bodies and uh, and and have been for quite some time to get everybody packages during the pandemic and that uh, part time pay came up so slowly over the last twenty to thirty years that 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 um, by the time that they finally raised it uh, to get the part timers that they needed in a pinch during the pandemic, then they had to raise it so much that now new hires off the street are making more than part timers who've been there for like ten years. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We've well, well Carol Tomei has like made that. over twenty-seven million dollars in the time that she's been with the company. So, if they're going to continue to line the CEO and shareholders' pockets, you know, the least they can do, and, and I mean, the very least, is bring up the part-time pay. You know, I mean, in every in every contract negotiations, every time, every five years, when these contracts, I mean, they always pump up the 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 part-timers uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work for you we're gonna do this but nothing has been no, done to no, the part-timers no, i mean no. nothing i mean and, and then this is why you get the part-timers to say ah oh, fuck the union you know because you know they pump us up and say yeah vote for us because we're gonna get you a better contract for the part-timers and then what happens on the fifth when when the contract is better to settle what do they give to the part-timers absolutely shit and that's why this the, the part-timers don't give a fuck they just work day by day and they don't give a fuck about the union. We have to start stop saying to them, promising them that we're going to give them a better contract and fucking give it to them. Yeah. As simple That's as true. that. Stop fucking yeah. promising because you want votes and just give it to them. Yeah. yeah. They deserve it. One quick thing. 
Let me say one quick thing about that is is that you know there is some merit to the criticism that hard that part timers are hard to engage because as part timers they do always have one foot in the door but also one foot out the door all at the same time and I think that part a lot of part timers at UPS they like to see themselves as like their ideal version of themselves which is that like oh well you know this is just a stop on trying to get where I'm trying to go and and that's why I think. That as far as as what Hector's talking about on delivering a contract and and getting part timers engaged by actually doing that, raising part time pay is not going to cut it. The 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 new rallying cry needs to be getting part timers what they deserve as far as pay, but it's also got to be viable paths to good paying full time jobs for part timers. UPS has to become the destination. For part timers, it doesn't need to just be a stop. It has to become the destination, and that is one of the things that I'm going to expend as much energy as I can to try and push coming into this contract. Man, we gotta we gotta get those folks invested in this workplace, and that's how you do it. But that's well, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to say it with the encouragement of the part timers, because you know the part timers at one point was always in the same medical as the drivers. And all of a sudden, this past contract, you know, they got switched over to team care, which I, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about team care. I mean, a lot of part-timers like the team care, but, the, you know, the problem they having is that they have to show up to work one day for the, their, uh, their uh, medical could stay active. And that's bullshit also, man. They take that shit. They should have, as long as they're working for the company, that medical should stay active at all times. Well, um, where can uh, uh, Matt, with anybody that's looking for you or to try to help join this movement that you're helping to start with the air drivers and the part timers, where can everybody out here reach you? Fixarticle40.com. There's right. a contact. There's a contact form down at the bottom uh, where you know you 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 punch in your information and you know you say a little word about you know you don't even have to like like volunteer or anything if you just want to give your input. There's a little there's a little form down there at, at, at the bottom where you can just give your input about what like, you know, ideas of what you want to see change. But, you know, we we do need help expanding geographically, you know, into more and more areas. The, the more areas that we have participating in this, the bigger statement. And so the primary way to get in touch with us is through fixarticle40.com and to tell your friends about that website. Uh, beyond that, you know, I'm pretty easy to find on on Facebook. If, if you can manage to spell my last name, if you do, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll give I'll give you a cookie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, if you can't, then you can you can find us on the uh, UPS article for the air workers Facebook group as well. Nice. Great. All right. Um, thank you so much, Matt. Um, heck, is there anything else that you wanted to cover? We still got a good. We got to cover a lot of shit. Local 804. Yeah. I mean, you know, 804. Well, what's going on with 804? Oh, well, we just had the Labor Day Parade. I mentioned a little bit. Right. I want to give all... a shout out to all the members that showed up to the Labor Day Parade. I just want to give a shout out to Damien Contreras. Uh, we were at an arbitrating hearing for Article 13, seniority. He did a freaking ex ex a crazy job testifying. And at, to the point that they had to stop, they had to go into a caucus because the they was the, they were so fucked up. But at the end of the day, this been going on for a little while. The Article Thirteen, uh, and that's the violation of uh, hiding routes and blah blah blah. 
So they came to a conclusion. It's not even settled yet. Uh, so we, we're waiting on the on the settlement. But this is an arbitrating rule that the arbitrator already ruled a couple of months ago, a year ago, and and like the company, they 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 violate the the, the ruling. So they continue. they continue to violate the ruling. We continue to put in grievances, and now we go see. This is the best part about it, though, because the arbitrator that ruled on it was Dick Edelman. I'm going to say his name. Uh, and he ruled on the company must apply by the seniority and not hire any routes. He, that was the ruling. They, choose, they chose to violate the, the, con, the, the ruling. To violate. That's right. And so they get a lot of grievance. Now, the, on that ruling, it was that if they violate that, uh, they hire routes, and we find out they hire routes, it's four hours uh, regular time for the driver that didn't get the opportunity to take that route. So this about... Right now, they heard about 485 grievances of total of 1,895 grievances, which they were going crazy for that. So now the ruling came. The arbitrator was it was it just happened. And uh, wow, they had to bring Edelman back, right? Yes. So what happened was when when the ruling when that arbitrator made the ruling, if I could keep everybody informed, how funny this you know how karma fucks you in the ass. Uh, they fired that that arbitrator when he made that ruling the first time. So now when they have to hear him again, we, we have to bring him back. Now you know that arbitrator is probably saying, "You motherfuckers fire me, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you guys one way or another." I mean, he's not. He was fair. He was fair. But uh, he's, he was saying, why am I here if I made the ruling? And why are you violating? And what's your They didn't have anything. They didn't have no excuse whatsoever. So uh, we're waiting on our October 15th, I believe, is when they have to settle down to this. Because if he said, if you guys don't come to a conclusion, then he's going to decease the whole arbitration, which is worse for the company. Because you know what happens when you decease, you know, decease a, a, a article. We, he's saying we have, he, we're getting a cease and desist. A cease and desist. That's what I said. Did I say that or did I say that? A little different. Well, if they don't come, if they don't come, if they don't come, well, my, my English is not very good looking. What the fuck, man? I don't know. Um, so, this is a little different. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so if they don't come with anything on October 15th, then October tenth. Where'd that come from? Jamie. Jamie. Oh, Jamie. It's, it's October the tenth. How do you know you wasn't there? Fifteenth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, October tenth. Then, uh, because Jamie knows better, because he's got that uh, marble book or whatever. He knows all. The, he knows all the questions. <laughs> he's been writing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so October tenth. If they, if the company don't come in with a uh, uh, agreement, then the. Arbitrator is going to rule to decease, you know. Cease and assist. Decease and assist. Yeah, nice. thank you. And nice. if that happens, if the company gets that, you know what the, what happens with that? That the locals well, are allowed if to. They continue to violate. We can strike. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Vinny could so, just say everybody walk the fuck out, and that's it. It's over. So I don't think oh, the company wants that. Oh, yeah, man. I don't think yeah. the company wants that. I think they're going to come to an, an an agreement because they were talking about that they don't want to do the whole thousand eight hundred grievances. They want to do uh, the half of that. And they are talking money-wise right now to pay off all those grievances. I know our we, we put in a big number. I don't think they agreed to it. 
But Vinny likes to start off big and, you know, whatever. He, you know, that's the way it works in negotiations. You know, you have to start off big and see where it winds up at. And, you know, whatever benefits the benefit, whatever the number is, is going to benefit the benefit, the, the, the members. So we, we, we threw it in a big number. They was like, whoa. And I was like, we were like, well, that's what we want to settle with. If you want to do it, then you settle it that way. So hopefully it goes that that way for the members. And that's what's going on with that arbitrating ruling. Nice. So, so what? So what happens if if you don't have the agreement? If you say if y'all don't come to an agreement by that date, that means we can do whatever we can. So so if they don't come to an agreement on that day, October the tenth, we see the arbitrator again on October twenty fourth. Right. And if on our, we if we see that arbit, he said it. He said we if you see me that day. That means you guys didn't try to you didn't try to work it out between you guys. I'm gonna make the ruling, and you don't want me to make the ruling. So obviously they're gonna have to make a, a ruling by October 10th because this uh, arbitrator is not playing. He's yeah. not, you know, he got fired from them. I mean, come on. <laughs> nice. Shout out to uh, ex boogeyman from uh, local 396 who's listening. 15 year part timer. Uh, yep. Likes what you said, Matt. So the women's conference is coming up. I don't know what date nope. is, but I know it's a women's conference in uh, Seattle, Washington, I believe. Um, I don't know the dates because that's next September the eighteenth. You, you would next know week. because you you know you always follow all the women and teamsters, so you would know <laughs> the women's conference. Yeah, that's next week. That's next week. Yeah. So we have a couple. We have a couple of eight hundred four uh, women going there. Right. Not a couple. Like we have about eight. Well, we have the eight hundred four women's committee now. Yeah. So they're yeah. going up there. So that's good. Don't I wish I could to go. Speak about the golf outing, um, Anthony, that happened today. He muted himself. Yes, the golf outing happened today, too, in Local 804. It looks like it was a success again. I'm pretty sure it generated thousands of dollars for the Doc Doherty Foundation. Uh, I'm sorry, the Doc Doherty Scholarship Fund. Um, I don't know the exact amounts yet, but we'll have some information on it in the next show. And, of course, like usual, we'll give out some shout-outs to the people who donated and, and helped with the all the donations at the golf outing, which are usually a lot of a big help, like uh, uh, like the law firm Mauricio Mauricio and, um, you know, the Transamerica people, Bob, and those folks. What are you listening to? I'm, I'm listening to Celebrate. You know why I'm celebrating? Why are you celebrating? Because Mickey Mouse retired. Mickey Mouse retired. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey, 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 Mickey. Local uh, 396 retired. Congratulations. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what's good about that. I mean, he retired. Ha, 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 ha. Herrera, bye-bye, you Mickey Mouse motherfucker. But they, they, he just got the clone in there. He's got a clone there. He's got that guy, Victor. Victor is just as worse as him. Yeah. What I'm hearing, I don't know about this guy, but I heard that he's just as worse as uh, Herrera. So, what did they get? No? I Dean mean, says no. Dean says no. Hold up. Dean says no. Talk to us, Dean. Mm-hmm. Vic's a good guy. He won't Harris. talk. He won't talk. Sure he will. Depends, no, he won't. Depends upon who you talk to. Okay. So. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Doesn't it always though? Not not the same. So okay. so not this this guy uh, Victor was always like the tail of Herrera. Like he followed Herrera. If Herrera stopped, he went between his crack. He was just the tail of 
Herrera. So I guess Herrera was. You need, uh, you need was, to talk to other sources besides the one source you're getting that from. So well, I'm getting it like from myself say, because I experienced that, Dean. What do you think? Because you've been so many years in a job that you know everything, motherfucker. I know such shit too. Okay, you might not know the corrupted shit because you're a peaceful guy. You guy, you know, you're a peaceful guy. But I'm not a peaceful guy. Man, Trouble dude. comes apparently to my, me. Apparently, my name's Tony right now. Like, <laughs> like how Tony feels. Yo. Is no, it, no, no. It, the what the, the I, trouble I, come to me, and I knew I knew that that guy always followed Herrera everywhere he went, everywhere he went. He even yeah, sent yeah. him to go look for me to say, "Hey, you're not a union member in the elevator." When they were following me, blah 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 blah, all talk shit, you know, all that shit. But anyway, what what do you know about him? I, I mean, is he a good guy? Is he gonna do good by the members? On that's all I care. If he does good by the members, I'm good. Um, the expectation, of course, was that the because out here, the principal officer is the secretary treasurer. Uh, the expectation was that the president of the local would become the secretary treasurer. And the board vote on that was four to two for Victor two four for Victor, two for uh, Jay. That was an unexpected um, thing because they didn't want Victor in there. The you know, so what was Victor's position? He was a business agent. Oh. He started out, he got hired originally as an organizer with Local 396. And he I don't know him personally. I've met him, um, but one of my fellow shop stewards is really good friends with him. So that's why I say it depends upon who you talk to. Right, well, people in, well, you know, people you know, Herrera is like three foot five, right? This guy is like seven foot tall, uh, Victor. So he was always around Herrera like he was his muscle, like he was his bodyguard type of chip. And well, it, let's it, hope that Vic does a good job. I mean, I don't yeah. know him personally. We'll yeah, like I, said, like I said, like I said, listen. Time will tell. They they have have the pass is the pass. Next year. They have oh, election oh year, so they so. right. So if they so, want to change him out, they have a, a year to to do so. As long yeah. as he, he does, does right job, by the members, then you know the pass is the pass. Let's let's move forward. Just like we went with Sean O'Brien. The past is the past. He's moving forward. And you see him moving forward. He's not even stopping. He's not even being the 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 Hoffa, you know, like sitting down and not doing nothing. He's out there. He's fucking everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) He's everywhere. And you know what? That's what a president should be doing to recognize that he he's not only gonna sit down behind the desk, he's gonna roll up his sleeves and go meet these members and go show them what the hell the president is all about. And that's what Sean is doing. And I'm glad because that's the path, whatever's the past, the past. But I'm glad that Herrera decided to be out, but who cares? He's a he millionaire. Decided to, he decided to retire. Right. There's also there's but also an election got... happening in Dean's local, uh, Hector. But What's is it going on with that? Wait, Dean, Dean. Dean. Oh, <laughs> putting Dean on the spot today. Yeah, fuck him. He's the information show. We're gonna get information <laughs> from him. You know what I'm saying? So, so your principal offers Ricky, what's his comic? Comic? Randy Kamek. Randy Kamek. Randy Kamek. Comical. Um, R- Randy Kamek Comical. Is now ha- has a slate running against him called the what slate? The Randy no. Mac slate. What's the name of the slate running know. against Randy? He I, don't know. Come on. They, of he does. They, they don't have a solidified name. So, but oh. um, it's it's a couple of couple of. Um, Guys that were until recently business agents, uh, Romero, Alonzo, and Tony Viegas. The Viegas, the 
Alonzo Viegas, I think is their Alonzo Viegas uh, Teamster Slate, I think is their official name. Okay. Um, we had our nomination meeting last week, a week ago, yeah, a week ago today. I heard they all got up and moved to one side of the room, or what the hell happened at your nomination? Were you there? There was people sitting in one section of chairs, and they had people clear out from that section of chairs to like try to give them, give give the other slate a chance to sit down. I'll put it that way. So I don't know. That sounds that sounded like a Hoffa move right there, if you ask me, because that's when the, the nominations was happening at the convention. All they had said was now to uh, announce the other candidates, and everybody got up like a fucking. Like in, and just left the room. Just left the room. So that that that's, that looked like a half a, another half a thing there. And I I don't think Sean O'Brien is gonna like that. But whatever. It well, the last thing is. we could mention is that Sean O'Brien. Uh, they finally made an official uh, statement regarding Amazon, and Randy Corgan is heading up the Amazon organizing efforts. Um, it's and and it's out there. Teamsters are looking to uh, organize. And we'll be pushing with a new agenda. Towards you know what Amazon, I feel about which that. Is, which is, uh, it's a great thing. It's very important. It's necessary. Amazon can't continue to operate yeah. the way they've been operating without a union. Yeah. Um, and it's necessary. Yeah. He's got an opinion. He might yeah. have an opinion. Well, you know, Sean says it right off the fucking spot. You know, we it's been 10 years that they've been going after Amazon. Uh, Halfa didn't do anything to try to get amazon when they were at the less you know at the at the, at the weak point now that they fucking a giant and they building fucking buildings left and right right and left thousands 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 it's gonna be the they're cutting back hector what they're cutting back what? yeah From- but they've still built so much it's like insane it is you know, insane. it's they're 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 just everywhere. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm like saying they closed two McDonald's restaurants. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I haven't heard anything from this Amazon labor move. Uh, this guy, Chris Tucker. I mean, Chris William. What's his name? Well, the, the last thing Smalls. on that was that he has an election going on in Albany. And I also heard he was out in California for a little bit. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't really know uh, much about it. Are they but, even um, sitting down with him? Other, you have a couple. You you have they've got a couple other scheduled. They got yeah. a couple other scheduled. I, I can't exactly remember where, but yeah, there's yeah. a couple other buildings that they've been involved in, and they're scheduled uh, yeah. to yeah. elect. Yeah, and then you have Amazonians United also, who are you know another group um, of workers who are fighting to get rights for Amazon workers. So you know, there's a movement. I, I, right. So you say this Randy guy is is in charge of organizing and organizing yes. Amazon and all that. But isn't that like stepping on the foot of Chris Smalls and Amazon labor? If, if you, you're trying to organize from the Teamster part and he's trying to organize from the Amazon part because he's not, we're not getting together because he already said it that he don't want any uh, major uh, labor people involved in his uh, labor movement, which is Amazon labor, whatever it's called, his thing. Amazon labor. Yeah, well, just because he go. doesn't want them involved directly in it doesn't mean that, that we can't still find a way like uh, to work together in some sense or to at least work alongside one another. I, I get the this, working. I, thing, I, I, I get yeah. the working on side, but what... <laughs> I'm just trying to understand this because now you have two unions fighting for the same thing, right? So why are we not just 
Why is Chris uh, Smalls not getting involved with the Teamsters to help him unite the members at one? Why now is going to be a fight between Amazon and Teamsters to try to get well, the members? Let's start. Let's not. There's no fight. There's there will be. There will be. I don't know. I there will be. That- like Let's hope says, we get to I that think, point, Hector. We, it, we will. We're going to get to that because you know <laughs> what's going to happen. Some buildings are going to organize with Teamsters because you hear it in, in, the, in the media that they'd rather be with a, a larger union person than a small union person from like Amazon, whatever, uh, whatever his name's thing the, is. The, so if I was an Amazon guy and I wanted to get into union, my choice would be the Teamsters to represent me. Not yeah, somebody hey, that just made I'm, a, a union let me stuff. Push back on this a little. Okay, bit, let's though. go. Let's because go. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. All right. Get ready I'm, to rumble. <laughs> so you know, I'm w- I'm with you in the sense that if it were up to me, you know, I would choose Teamsters too. But it's not up to me. I don't work at Amazon, and the the whole conjecture is in in ALU, and then there are some other people who feel this way too is that what actually enabled them to be successful in in um in winning marijuana (laughs) (laughs) just aside from Uh, the marijuana go ahead listen if you're a piehead and they give you some weed just to vote for me i'll vote for you give me some weed but that's (laughs) not you know but that's whatever it it is what it is i think i believe Uh, he's way over his head way over his head he's acting like he's a rap star that he's that he's he's famous out there and i seen it and people are giving him that at the at the labor notes i swear to god cameras were following him like he was a fucking movie star it was fucking ridiculous but he can't even organize the guys that he won the vote for he can't even have a meeting with those people those people voted to get it, I guarantee you. If if it overrules, did they overrule that uh, court hearing yet? No, they they actually once they the, if the they Amazon labor union won no, the election, they won that one. Yeah, they, they won, won the elect. They that. won the the ruling. Right, they yeah, won the ruling exactly. with the NLRB. Still, Lucky he did. Doesn't mean that still doesn't mean that Amazon has to bargain in good faith the way Absolutely that the labor not. laws are yeah. stacked against. Amazon can take it to a higher court now. Is what they can well, do. They can, they well, can, can I that? say something about yeah. that? I'm I'm going to agree with Hector to a certain point, meaning... What? Someone is agreeing with me? Wow. Yeah, okay. Because if you have the Teamsters... It, it Where's the real like Jamie? It seems like the Teamsters and the, and the ALU, it's like we're picking buildings. So if the Teamsters are going after certain buildings and the ALU is going after certain buildings, eventually it's going to be a collision because now the Teamsters are going to organize certain buildings and then the other people that they ALU might be trying to go after is going to say, no, we want to go to the Teamsters. It seems like it's a collision course about to happen. Instead of working side to side, it seems like we're picking buildings. You yeah. got to get to the point where there's a whole pile of buildings organized. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but unions actually have to work to be Yeah. But then you're going to have the fight between the Teamsters wanting to get ALU. that building and then ALU wanting to get that building. And it's going to be a point, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be well, a then, goddamn well, mess. Well, then may guess, the best man win. No. 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 You can't say that. You can't say when the best man win. 
no, and, and I'll tell you why you can't say that is because this thing is too important for like labor to be divided on. It really actually what what we need probably look, there's no shortage of examples of big unions that have hammered away at large employees with tons of organizing hours and millions of dollars, and they didn't make so much as a dent. Walmart comes to mind. We need as many people on board and behind this as possible. You know, maybe maybe even the AFL-CIO. I'm not saying we have to rejoin or anything. I'm just saying, like, we're going to have to have, like, as many hands on deck on this as possible or it's yeah. probably not going to succeed. Amazon yeah. is a mass. It's the largest employer in the world, dog, yeah. in the world. It's true. It's going to take a lot of organizations and communities and everybody's support just to try to make that happen. I agree. You're right, Matt. And I it's mean, not going to happen with this guy, Chris Smalls. I'm sorry. I mean, hey, it listen. Does or it doesn't, Hector. It doesn't but, matter. But he is helping. It anyway. does matter. It does. What do you matter. mean it doesn't waking, matter, Craig? It doesn't matter. Historically, we should have been. We should have been in the merger of other unions. We should have been. have always been organized by multiple groups in different locations, and then they come together. When and at the end of the day, come together. he's waking people up to the idea of unionizing. So that's an important thing. So let's just keep it there. It's 7.06. We went over our time. So what? I want to thank everybody. So for what? We still, we're still fighting. Okay. Well, you guys go right ahead. I'm going to go hang out with my family. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some football, man. Yeah, yeah, it's football season and we got our fantasy. You better. Pay By attention. the way, we're, we're looking for a new host. <laughs> All right. All right, let's shut, let's shut, let's shut Tony off because he's got no time. Anyway, thank you for listening to the What the Heck Show. Thank you for everyone to uh, getting on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Fuck, fuck Anthony Rosario. Fuck him and his fucking gotta go. Anyway, listen to the information show tomorrow with Dean and Matt. They're gonna talk more about the Article Four. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the media page where you get all this media. Now you got new people com coming on. Who are the new people coming on, Tony? Well, Fuck you, you Tony. Lakeview and Ruben Bastille on the Solidarity Power Hour. Solidarity Hour. There you go. Or you can catch everything from everyone in the uh, media page. You can always catch Tony Rosario in media page because he's, he's he loves himself. He takes Tug selfies. Don't forget Tug and Mule, Rosie Sardonsky, and right. also on the show. Right. And uh, as always, Hector, stay united, solidarity. Yeah. Here to put the How about this? Stay this united. Fuck you, motherfucker. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the What the Heck Show. Uh, here we do anything. You, We're all good. Have a good it's week, and we'll see you next in next two weeks. Thank you very much, and <laughs> have a good night. Every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.